Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. So this morning we're going to expand our instructions to include uh, working with emotions and moods, which likely have been showing up prior to this instructions anyway, since it's part of your human life. And basically we'll be working with them as being present with the energy of whatever it is that shows up as emotion or mood, uh, as it manifests in the body. So however it's showing up in this moment and feeling it as an energetic pattern, almost like a weather pattern that's moving through. So that's not you, that's not yours that can be present with it, neither indulging it, kind of over-dramatizing it, nor having to repress it, push it away, pretend it's not happening. So middle path, being able to be present, steady, allow it to shift and move as it does. So we'll do a few uh, exercises with this, just to play with this a little bit. We'll start as we have before, just in your sitting posture, feeling yourself grounded, connected to the earth. This sense of being connected to the ground can be helpful for dealing with other challenging energies that might arise. So you could remember, you can always reconnect and feel that sense of groundedness through your feet, through your cushion, through your back, the sense of the earth supporting you. We can begin with making sure that the body is relaxed, the muscles of the face are relaxed. Take a deep breath in. As you exhale, just allowing the jaw to relax, the eyes to relax. Take another deep breath in, and as you exhale, allow the shoulders to relax, the chest. You can just be with the body breathing, the body sitting. If it helps to use this light mental noting of in, out, or breathing in, breathing out, you can use that to help frame what you are aware of. Thoughts can just come and go in the background. Sometimes you might find that there is a certain pattern of thought that keeps returning as much as you try to let it go once, twice, three times. Maybe it's a memory of something that happened before you came on the retreat or maybe a memory from long ago, a plan, some idea. This is one place where you can notice there might be some emotion or mood present that you had not yet discerned. 
So if there's a repeating thought that's come through, usually we tend to get caught up in the content of that story. We tend to think about it. They did this. They shouldn't have done that. Next time I'll do this. A helpful way to practice with such kinds of repetitive thoughts is to actually drop the attention down. See if you can notice if there is some repeating emotion, fuel, if you will, underneath of that. So try to let go of the engagement with the story. You can notice even in the belly area, the chest area, oh, what is there here? Sometimes you can discern a particular emotion, like sadness, fear, anger. If so, you could label it. But primarily you want to be with it in the energetic form. So feel the expansion, feel the movement, feel the way in which that shifts, feel the temperature changes. You can go in between that and being with experience of breath. That's helpful. So just to practice with this a little, we'll actually seed a thought for you. So ask you to bring up some situation in which uh, you were annoyed. So don't bring up the hardest thing that's happened to you, but just something that's been annoying or something that bugged you. It could be something habitually that happens, like someone doesn't close the door or put their signal on or something. So as you remember some instance of this, then notice if there's any change of energy, if there's any emotion or mood that's come up of irritation, anger, fear, rage. And if so, drop the attention to feel what that's like. So what does that feel like? What is the change in the experience? Oftentimes you can feel it in the throat, the chest, the belly, but anywhere. It's very intense. You can shift in between taking a breath and feeling it a little bit, taking a breath, feeling it again. Allow it to shift and change and eventually fade away. Resist the temptation to get caught up in the narrative again. Just stay with the energetic experience of the mood, the emotion. And if it hasn't faded yet, you can take a deep breath in. As you exhale, try to let it go. Stay connected to the breath for a little bit.
And if you like, you can bring up something that will bring up a more positive emotion or mood. You think of a place that you like to go or used to like to go that made you feel very happy and safe, peaceful. Could be a place in nature or even a place around here you like to sit. It could be some place you went when you were a child, a particular trip you took, or even a corner of your home. Do you feel very comfortable, safe, happy? As you imagine this place, imagine yourself being there. Also just notice what's the change in mood or emotion. Could be you feel a sense of happiness or excitement or even something very quiet like peacefulness, calm. So bring your attention to being aware of that, what that feels like. Again, you might notice it in the chest, in the belly, throat, but maybe even spaciousness, other places. Try to let this energy also just play out naturally. Try not to cling to it. Also try not to push it away. You can come back again to being with the breath intermittently, and as it fades out, just shift back to being with the breath and the body. You can label it if it helps, what you are feeling, either the emotion or mood itself, peace or happiness, or even more granularly, something you're noticing, spaciousness or coolness vibration, just to help stay on track with awareness of what's happening in this moment. You can just be with your practice, keeping the anchor of the breath and the body, just noticing whatever else comes up, trying to recognize with mindfulness if there's a thought or emotion. Otherwise, you can return back to the resting with the experience of the body breathing, body sitting, just keeping it very simple.
Just noticing where your attention is.
Notice if there's any mood or emotion present. And if so, what is that? How do you know? What does that feel like? And just gently inquire into that. If there's nothing obviously present, that's okay. You don't need to go digging for it. Just rest with the sense of the body sitting, body breathing.
So in case when you did these uh, exercises you had no moods or emotions come up, don't worry, it's okay. doesn't mean you're a robot uh, or something. just didn't come up this particular exercise. But you can keep an eye out for this um, as you go through your practice day. And it's very helpful to learn to work with moods, emotions, to include them in our practice of mindfulness like this. So learning to relate to them not as me or mine, not as permanent also. Uh, Just being with the energy of them as they come and go. So as I said, not repressing them, pushing them away, but also not uh, creating drama or indulging them or overfueling them in some way. So we have a little time if uh, people who don't have groups today uh, have any questions about their experience with this or questions about practice. I think about half the people might have groups, so you could save your question for your groups. But uh, anyone else? Happy to try to help. Yeah, so a question about um, images in that when your eyes are closed, the images, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, primarily I'd say to just let them be, so don't focus on them. Um, so stay with the breath, the body. And then um, in some ways, once the eyes are closed, usually it's an image in the mind. Uh, I mean, sometimes you might see some shadow from the sunlight or something like that through the eyelids, but primarily the images we see are more like um, actually mental images, mind objects. And depending on how uh, colorful or cool or interesting they are, they can be compelling, right, to kind of be drawn into. Uh, As much as possible, I'd say just note them as an image or as, um, yeah, just like it's an image in the mind. And don't get too sucked into the sort of drama of that. It's kind of like watching a cartoon or a lava lamp or, you know, something like that. So just note note it as such. Um, but then stay primarily with this uh, experience of the body. And then note also uh, if it then fades away, or you've already observed a little bit, like, oh, when I focus on it, it seems to uh, increase. But if I don't focus on it, it uh, decreases. So, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if the emotion, we're trying to feel the emotion in the body, mm. if the thought associated with the emotion... to see the thought still ultimately in terms of sensation? Yeah, so a question, if the thought that uh, that kind of seems to catalyze or is associated with the emotion seems to come back again and is uh, also pr- still predominant and strong, then how to work with that? Um, so we'll talk maybe more about thoughts later um, today also, but the, the, so the thought is is a mental experience, you could say, and Emotion is kind of a combo, like there's some experience in what we might call the mind, but I was directing you to feel it in the body because that's usually the easiest place to notice it, right? Um, the strongest place to notice it uh, first. So it really is a practice to not get caught in um, engaging with the content of thoughts in the mind like that. So it's, it's very common that what you're describing will happen, that even though maybe at one point you're like, oh yeah, right, what's the emotion here? Sadness, and then boom, but the story comes back. But they should have done this, and next time I'll do this. You know. So you could play with that a little bit, like seeing if like, you don't need to snuff that out, but can it be uh, kind of like if there is like a left-right sort of speaker toggle? You know, can you toggle from one towards more of the other? So it can still be there in the background, like, they should have done this, I'll do this. But then primarily your attention is with the experience of the emotion. So it's kind of playing with like, oh, can I feel different, um, different of the sense doors? Uh, Can I uh, learn to um, bring that to the forefront in some ways? We're already doing that in some ways, like when we're doing the walking practice, um, we're, you know, also seeing and probably hearing things periodically, but we're intentionally bringing the experience of the physical body walking um, to the forefront. 
And it's not as you're charged, the, usually the other things. Um, and if they are, then they become compelling. But um, in some way, like you already have some practice with that. So that's kind of what we're doing is like, okay, shifting to this other aspect and letting the other one be in the background. And it will pull, like it, it will happen like you're describing uh, often. So then just keep practicing like that, like, okay, that's sticky, then feeling this and this. Usually we think like, oh, I just have to rethink this thought. But with those repetitive thoughts particularly, we have probably thought them like hundreds of times and you know, it hasn't really provided either any new insight nor resolution of that. <laughs> so for that reason also, I might as well try this other, <laughs> you know, uh, being present with the, almost the emotional fuel underlying that. So it's like, yeah, there's this word thought or this story or these images, but that's kind of the outer coating on, you know, what is actually the intensity of what's being brought. And in some ways what, um, yeah, then we can bring attention to in some way and allow to the energy to move through. But it's a practice for sure. And it's for most people a very new way of relating to experience of emotions. So, um, you know, it could take practice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm struggling with the word intention in some way. Like, I don't know what it, I mean, like, I'm just sort of like, you know, people are like, set your intention and sit down. <laughs> and never observed anything. And so I'm just like, maybe I've just, since I, the word is a little wiggly in my head in the first place, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing it wrong now, or uh, maybe I, uh, so I'm just wondering if you could yeah, so the question about intention, um, and it's used multiple ways. So the way you're describing it is um, actually noticing a intention to move, like a physical intention, like at the end of the walking path, the intention to turn around, right? And we have intentions in that way, um, which you could also call maybe volition. Maybe that a different word would be helpful a little bit. Um, before any physical action, so even before you're reaching out to open a doorknob, or something like that. Um, or maybe more tellingly, like when you're, when you're sitting, in some way we also take on this discipline of practice. So it's like, okay, let me sit here and um, as steady as possible, regardless of what arises, right? And be present with that. So like right now, if you're sitting in a posture and not identifying it as meditation, like you might have little itches and you might, you know, just itch like this or shift like this or wiggle your toes or something. But when you're sitting in the formal practice, you could actually notice the intention to itch, right? It's possible to actually notice like there's a you know, sense of, of tingling in the cheek and then there's almost like electrical current here. So like, you know, you're... But because you have sort of taken this intention to sit steadily, then um, maybe you don't itch. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. And so if you don't, then that could be an interesting time to notice that sort of intention to raise the arm, uh, to attend to that, that which you usually would do. Also, intention is used in some way um, about um, sort of more like mind states, heart states, like about having an intention of um, compassion or intention of generosity uh, or uh, on the unwholesome, unskillful side, having an intention of hatred or intention of um, like violence, right? So they're um, in some ways um, similar in that it's sort of like the initial imp- energetic impulse to do something, but... The ones that are like the intention to itch or to turn around are usually sort of more neutral, right? Like not, um, they're not having to do with a a strongly wholesome or unwholesome action to turn around or to reach for the door or something like that. So it is an interesting place to observe. Um, One of the things that you can notice as you have uh, described is that as you try to observe them, then they actually kind of like arise and pass away. So then... uh, you're trying to catch one, but then they're not showing up anymore or something, it seems like. So, um, yeah, then you could notice that too. It's like, oh, okay, when I'm, if I'm waiting to, for them to ambush the intentions and catch them. So, yeah, it's kind of a subtle thing to notice, and uh, you don't want to be too 
you know, you don't have to be too strong with it. But they're actually happening all the time in different ways. Even the intention to change postures, that's another one you could try and notice, like when you move from sitting to standing, um, from standing to sitting again, just notice like there's some um, kind of volition that has to happen in order for that to take place. So yeah, it's a very interesting place of practice. And all of these are also like everything that we're investigating, uh, not me or mine, so not personal in some way. They also come and go. um, And uh, yeah, they're insubstantial too. So you can see all of these characteristics um, in that aspect too. Yesterday, I'd never ever done walking meditation inside. Um, And that was a very new experience because outside there's so much, there's like a feast for your senses. There's the trees, there's the moss, the wind, the sun. It's a completely different thing, just walking uh, in the walking hall, on the carpet, turning around. It's like two completely different experiences. Mm, Yeah. And I only thought about it when, when you mentioned going up there, because I was walking near the river, looking at the trees, looking at everything. It's much more of an open experience. Um, I think if you want for me, I think if I wanted to walk in what you're meant to be doing, I should be just sitting and being inside. Right? <laughs> yeah, so observation about the difference of walking inside versus outside, and outside is sort of a feast for the senses, and then... So um, what was your experience inside? Was it easier for you to focus on being present with the body then? It was a completely different experience because then I realized I'm like focusing on the body, but the body knows what to do. So I'm just along for the ride. I mean, my legs know how to walk. It's like, you know, I'm trying to think, well, what am I trying to think it through? But you don't need to Mm. because your body's just moving. Right. And outside was more of, um, look how beautiful this is. Look at that, look at the insects. Right. Different experience, totally. Yeah, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with them, you know, enjoying the beauty. Um, and also you're noticing, like, oh, there's different, different conditions lead to different um, results in some ways. So conditionality is part of what we're learning through the Dhamma, like different conditions. They're like sort of ingredients, and that includes ingredients that lead to experiences of concentration, experiences with mindfulness, experience of suffering, experiences of freedom from suffering. So this, in some ways, kind of the whole exploration is like, oh, what are these different, how does conditionality work? How does that which we call human experience arise? And what are the conditions for well-being and all this kind of thing? So it's true, when you're walking in an area that's sort of more um, simple, then it's easier to develop a certain amount of concentration. Many people find this, right? After a while, though, after the collectedness develops, then it could be that even walking outside could be feel equally uh, collected or something, although certainly also different in some way. So it's good that you observe that, and you know everyone can notice that for themselves, like what is the most helpful you know, uh, conditions right now. And it could be that um, if you've been really kind of like tight and crunched up and you're sitting and like trying too hard, then sometimes actually going outside can be helpful because the spaciousness of the sky and the surroundings help to relax a little bit more, sort of to come to balance. Um, But other times, as you notice, like maybe there's too much going on outside (laughs) or there's a lot going on outside and it's nice and it's fun, but it's not as conducive to collectedness or something like that. Um, yeah, so you can play with it. You know, it's it's good to notice even those different conditions, what that's like. So speaking of that, some announcements uh, today. Community announcements. So uh, please refrain from doing other practices than sitting meditation in the main hall, which is this. Uh, Walking can be done outside or in the two walking rooms. Uh, An area for yoga and movement is in the lower walking hall down there, I guess behind a little cordoned off area. Then uh, community uh, health announcements. Uh, In the interest of everyone's health, please wash your hands before going through the serving line or use the little squirt sanitizer. Uh, at the entrance to the dining hall. So that's so that, you know, we sanitize our hand before we pick up the spoons and then, yeah, we don't uh, 
facilitate germ transmission as much. And similarly, when you go to the bathroom, please wash your hands. Uh, whether or not you do that in your daily life is a good thing to do when you're among 100 people. So uh, take that on as a habit out of kindness and compassion for all beings. Uh, also for in this arena, um, please refrain from using any scented products. So I think there's a scent to you in the uh, announcements before coming here and... Um, they, they must have mentioned the manager announcement too, but there are people here who are very um, sensitive to scented products and actually have like a chemical sensitivity that's uh, really like an illness. Like it's not possible for them to be here if there are scented products around. So in the bathrooms, they should have some um, unscented shower uh, stuff like shampoo and soap and things. So in case you didn't bring your own, you could use those. And if you have other stuff that you didn't know had a scent because in the madness of the city it didn't really smell like anything but then you get here and it's like oh yeah it does have a scent including even a sort of natural scent can be a also a scent you can go to the manager's office and see they have some other products you could get for deodorant and um, this and that and um, yeah otherwise other things maybe it's a chance to renounce perfumes or uh, aftershaves or i don't know things like that but usually the manager's office can give you an uh, unscented version of that or offer one for uh, you to buy there. Yeah. We will continue to have some um, group meetings um, today. The rooms uh, one and two are uh, just outside here uh, as you exit this door uh, where Will and I will be. And then the sign-up rooms, uh, four and five. Victoria will be in five, which is at the end of that corridor. And Kara's just up the stairs in number four. Uh, our teachers in training, uh, Kara and Victoria, will be sitting in on our groups. That's part of their training. Uh, there will also be other seven people sitting in on your group who will be participating, but they'll just be silently um, observing uh, too. So thank you for allowing them to be there for that. Uh, someone will come in and ring the bell for the sitting uh, sittings this morning, but they might not show up exactly on time because we might have the groups run over a little bit. But if you come in to sit and there's nobody here, don't worry, we haven't forgotten about you and someone will come to liberate you from the sitting uh, at some point. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, I think that we said that we'll come in, we'll, we'll sneak in quietly, but thank you. We might ask for some practice leaders uh, a little later in the retreat, so appreciate that. Yeah. All right, good. Wish you a good day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.